Our scripture reading this morning is from Matthew, chapter 10, verses 40 through 42. Whoever welcomes you welcomes me, and whoever welcomes me welcomes the one who sent me. Whoever welcomes a prophet in the name of a prophet will receive a prophet's reward, and whoever welcomes a righteous person in the name of a righteous person will receive the reward of the righteous. And whoever gives even a cup of cold water to one of these little ones in the name of a disciple, truly, I tell you, none of these will lose their reward. Pray with me, please. Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be pleasing and acceptable to you, my rock and my redeemer. Amen. It seems odd to preach on hospitality and being welcoming to a congregation that has shown my family and I what true hospitality is all about. Our expectations of a handful of people helping us unload our moving truck was far surpassed. Before we ever left Texas, we were already receiving cards in the mail and emails welcoming us to Norwalk and to Norwalk Christian. Before the moving truck ever arrived in Norwalk, we had a home to stay in. Before our move-in day, our grass had already been cut and a tree that had fallen on the property had already been cut up and hauled off. On our move-in day, several of you showed up early at this church building to cook breakfast before everyone headed down Main Street to help us unload. Once you were there, two crews formed, two good-sized crews formed. One crew worked to ensure all of our personal belongings were brought safely into the house. The other crew worked on our yard, cutting branches, pruning bushes, and even power washing our siding. A separate crew prepared lunch here at the building for all of those who had just welcomed us to Norwalk Christian. Last Sunday, a glorious brunch was thrown and since then, we have been fed by many of you, both physically and spiritually. We thank you. You have indeed blessed us by welcoming us with your hospitality. But even with all this hospitality, and even with the splendid welcome, our text this morning remains the same. Jesus has gathered the twelve and is instructing them on what they need to know. He is instructing them on what they need to become his presence in this world. Welcoming someone seems so minor. We greet people all the time. Hello, how are you? A passing wave, a friendly smile, a verbal thank you. Sometimes you hold the door open for someone. It's seemingly so simple, so insignificant. Most of this was taught to us at an early age. It isn't anything new or surprising. And yet, this is something Jesus is teaching his disciples to do. 
I don't know how long Jesus spent instructing his disciples. But Matthew takes one chapter, 42 verses, to share with us what Jesus taught them. And welcoming someone is among those instructions mentioned. Why? Why would something so basic, so seemingly natural, get a spot on Jesus' instruction list to the twelve? Why? Because that's how relationships start. Jesus understood the value of welcoming someone, of showing hospitality, of having a peaceful presence that greeted and welcomed everyone, of even giving a cup of cold water. Jesus got it. Jesus knew how relationships start, how they first begin with a greeting, a friendly hello. And once that occurrence has taken place a few times and the comfort levels are at ease, it's time to go a step farther. Perhaps by getting to know the person a little more, asking what they enjoy, or even offering them a cup of cold water. Jesus was pretty smart. There's something special about someone getting you a cup of cold water. There's a personal touch attached to things like offering someone something to eat or to drink. In serving someone, you are serving Christ. In serving someone, you are serving God. And serving someone means you are simply being Christ's presence in our world today. Perhaps why these simple instructions are included is because of what it implies. Jesus is instructing his disciples to welcome all, but he isn't expecting a surface-level greeting to be all there is. Jesus wants them to welcome all. Jesus wants us to welcome all, but not to be satisfied with superficial greetings. The whole point of welcoming and hospitality is to get to know one another, to be in community with one another. We are to love and support, encourage and care for one another. The friendly greeting is, and welcome is where it all starts, but it is certainly not where it is. We are to be friends and neighbors to those around us, those that are easy to love and those that are not so easy to love. We are to take the time to care for everyone, not just those we know appreciate it, but those that don't always acknowledge their appreciation. We are to create a community, a community here in this church, in this town, that is known for welcoming all, that is known for not simply being a church that welcomes all, but one that means it. A church where someone comes in off the street not knowing anything about us and leaves saying, wow, they genuinely cared for each other and they were glad I joined them. Jesus' instructions to his disciples were not 
simply about welcoming disciples or missionaries. It's about being Christ. Having a Christ-like attitude and presence wherever we go. A friendly smile is not always met with another friendly smile. An invitation is not always met with an accepted response. And sometimes the people whom we want to deny our invitations are the ones who need us the most. Our selfishness stops us from being welcoming and hospitable. Our fear stops us from opening up our true selves. It is in those moments, it is in those times, when we realize that this seemingly simple task is a discipline to discipleship. What starts off easy that friendly smile and invitation to join us turns into you opening yourself up. It turns into you being vulnerable and you allowing others to be vulnerable in your presence. It turns into friendship. And as that friendship progresses, you realize you've created community true community. True community that loves and cares, supports and encourages. Community that cries with one another, that rejoices with one another. Community that lifts us up when we have fallen. Community that everyone ultimately is seeking to find. Have you ever met someone who lacked community? Someone who might have a friend or two, but who lacked a real support group? Have you ever been at a church where people gather, smile and greet one another, but never really get to know each other? <clears throat> That's not the community Jesus intended for us. You, you church, were beautifully and fearfully made. You were made for more than a social veneer. You were created for true community, for loving your neighbors, for loving your enemies, and for accepting the love of others. Know that you are worthy of such love. Know that you are worthy of love. Know that you possess the power of that love for others and for yourself. Our reward, as stated in our text, is being part of a community. A community in which we welcome God and by we welcome Christ. A community in which we see Christ in others and are the presence of Christ to others. A community that is not based on social income or status, not based on lineage or finances, not one based on race or sexuality, not on dress or appearance, but a community based on love for all who enter, for all who you meet. Norwalk Christian, you already 
already know how to create true community. You provide meals for funerals. You gather to create and share your gifts and things that you enjoy doing at your craft times. You open these doors to community programs like senior exercise groups and Meals on Wheels. You invite each other into your homes. You serve one another. And you get to know one another. A group of you takes people out to lunch each week. And every week, a rather large group of you gather around three pots of coffee simply to share your lives with each other. Why? Because Norwalk Christian, you are creating community. This is what true community looks like. This is what happens when it gets put into motion. I encourage you today to continue welcoming everyone with the spirit of Christ. For each time you welcome them, you welcome God. And I encourage you to not allow that greeting to stay stagnant, but to nurture and love it into a caring relationship. I know that that can be hard. I know that it might mean a few rejections, but it has such a tremendous reward. The reward of community for yourself and the reward of community for the other person. Never stop welcoming. Never stop caring for people and opening yourself up to people. And above all, never stop welcoming all to this table because I can't think of a more beautiful act of community.